This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Michael Gidney, CEO of Fair Trade Foundation. We're here to discuss supermarket staples at risk of becoming endangered. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. You're most welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at the Fair Trade Foundation? Um, Yes, I'm chief executive. I've been in post for just over 10 years now. Um, And my job is to look after and support the fair trade campaign in the UK. Uh, And we're the charity behind the fair trade mark, which you'll see on lots of products in every high street these days. We've got this new report that's come out from the Fair Trade Foundation, highlighting the environmental risks threatening the UK's favourite foods. And some of my favourites are on there, bananas, coffee, cocoa. It sounds quite serious stuff. It is serious. And that's why we're using this fair trade fortnight as an opportunity to, to just to highlight the urgent threat to the future of some of our favorite foods, um, products like coffee, tea, bananas, cocoa. These are all products which are grown overseas, of course, mostly in lower income countries in the sort of tropical belt. And the research we're publishing this week shows just how exposed the UK's food staples are to the climate crisis. So a couple of examples, almost half of UK bananas and almost a quarter of our coffee come from countries that are highly vulnerable to climate change. And last harvest, cocoa farmers in Ghana, where lots of British chocolate products come from, told us that they just don't see a future in the crop anymore because it's so difficult to grow now because of the the changing climate. And of course, extreme weather is becoming more frequent. You know, we probably all remember the disastrous floods in Pakistan last year. The year before, there was terrible flooding and and storms in uh, Latin America, which wiped out great swathes of banana production. These events are happening more often and without our support, so the support of consumers and businesses who are involved in the food trade, and without support for fairer prices, I think farmers will find it even harder to tackle the climate and economic challenges of the future. Also as well, it appears that just as well as affecting consumers, obviously businesses have a knock-on effect for all of this. Can you explain how climate change probably might affect the supply chain for some of these businesses who seem to rely very heavily on the everyday essentials for their own products? You're absolutely right. It's a fundamental risk to security of supply for businesses. So if you are running a business or working in a business which relies on importing food products from tropical countries, then unless you are working to invest in the farms to be able to mitigate against the worst excesses and worst impacts of the climate crisis you have risk there you have risk that you that you know eventually if we if nothing is done could you know become serious and what none of us wants to do is to see empty shells where you know no bananas uh, where children can't have lunch boxes with their bananas in it you know where we're not able to drink coffee in the mornings or enjoy chocolate these things are important parts of british life and i think it's a, a wake-up call for us as consumers but also for businesses the time to take action is now and if we back farmers um, who, I mean, after all, let's remember, I mean, they are the experts, right? They're the ones who uh, you know, are on the farms every day working with the land. If we back them and invest in them, they will be able to mitigate against the worst impacts. If we don't, the risk is there. And at some point, it's going to disrupt supply. You mentioned about the British public and how we've become used to having access to things, bananas, coffee, cocoa, tea. However, it's amazing that the British public, as far as the report were concerned, 33% said that they think availability will be affected, 
stated that it will affect the price. 23% so are not sure how they could do something about it. Those figures, were they what you expected or were they slightly off? Well, um, I think I think it shows a, 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 an interesting pattern there, which is consumers are increasingly aware of the problem. They're aware of the need to do something about the climate crisis. Um, but people sometimes feel powerless um, and not quite sure, you know, where to turn. And certainly you see that with um, people buying uh, food products, you know. So, so I mean, the call with fair trade always is look for the fair trade mark when you go shopping. If you can switch to a fair trade product, it makes a massive difference. But I can see that people would think, well, look, you know, there's a cost of living crisis here. Um, I've got to look after my family. And in, in any case, what difference will it make if I buy, you know, one box of tea bags, you know, differently from before? And all I can say is those small actions joined together make an absolutely massive difference. The big problem here is. 80% of the world's food comes from 500 million family farms, smallholders. For years and years, centuries really, they have been underpaid, underfunded. And those long supply chains are not helping because we here as consumers just don't realize the situation for farmers. But it can be turned around. So if you look for a fair trade product when you go shopping, or if you're a business, if you're able to convert some of your products to fair trade, it's a proven way of putting more money in the hands of farmers. And what that does, of course, is it allows farmers to choose how they're going to run their businesses, how they're going to run their communities. And of course, what do they do? They invest in their farms. And that brings us better quality products with more predictable supply, which every business surely wants in the future. Tell us a little bit more about Fair Trade Fortnight. And your immersive retail space, the Endangered Isle, which sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes, well, the Endangered Isle is a pop-up um, shop, a pop-up experience we're running in London in Shoreditch. Um, it's open to the public um, until the 2nd of March. It reimagines how a supermarket could look in the future if some of the products that we've all come to rely on over the last, you know, decades really um, become less available. What's what's it going to be like shopping? What's our uh, future of supermarket life and British shopping going to be like? A really, really interesting way of just imagining what the future would be like. And it also, of course, shows you what we what can be done, what we can do as businesses what we can do as consumers, just to bring about I don't know, a way of being part of the solution rather than just, you know, not tackling the problem. And that really is actual call either in fair trade fortnight. It's, you know, really, it's a very simple thing. Farmers need backing. They need support from us. If we can back them, they will invest. They will, they will start to mitigate against the climate crisis. And that's in everybody's interests. The farmers, of course, the businesses who rely on them, but also all of us as shoppers and consumers who love our tea and our coffee and our cocoa and our bananas. Are there any certifications or initiatives that businesses can join to demonstrate their commitment to sustainable and ethical practices? There are many now. I would say, that, I mean, you'd expect me to say this, but by far and away, the best one is fair trade. I'll tell you why. Fair trade is the only certification scheme that is co-owned by the farmers themselves. Um, roughly 2 million farmers in 75 countries all have a stake in the way fair trade operates. We're a non-profit, the Fair Trade Foundation, where I work as a charity, but also uniquely, we are the only certification scheme that has a guaranteed minimum price for the farmer. So every time you buy a 
box of tea bags or a packet of coffee or a banana, you know that a guaranteed minimum price goes straight back to the farmer. And that's what he or she uses to invest in their farms. There's also on top of that, a bonus, what we call a fair trade premium, which is roughly 10%, which goes to the community, to the cooperative um, where the farmers work. And that's what they use to, to just to bring about the most amazing transformations over time. And this is only because individuals around the world, you know, choose fair trade when they go shopping. But collect it makes a massive difference. Sales globally um, are approaching $10 billion now, fair trade sales. And that's that, that's you can bring about really transformative change with that. We've seen coffee farmers in Peru, for example, who report uh, their incomes, their farm incomes are up by 50% over conventional trade. That's really worth having because that's a way into tackle the climate crisis as well as showing respect and dignity for the people who grow the products we all love. So how important is consumer awareness and demand for sustainable and ethically sourced products? How important is that? It's so important. It's fundamental, really. Fair trade has always been sustained by really strong public support. We're nearly 30 years old in the UK. Um, and now the fair trade mark, the little blue and green mark you see on products, the certification mark is recognised by 90% of the population trusted by 80%, which is an incredibly high figure for this kind of thing. More than that, there are fair trade community groups, local groups around the country, right across the UK, who do what they can locally to promote fair trade. This fair trade fortnight, there are more than 600 events around the country, coffee mornings, public talks, stalls. Uh, somebody's organising a park run dressed as fair trade bananas. Some uh, pu public buildings, civic buildings are being lit up in the fair trade colours. More than 100 schools and universities are involved. There's lots of energy in the public, which is fantastic, actually, because it's a real signal to the farmers that we care. But it's also a really powerful mandate to businesses to get involved because this is the way the world is going to go. Trade is going to become fairer. It's going to need to be because of the climate crisis. So there's an opportunity for companies to get involved. Indeed. And I'd like to ask, how can businesses collaborate with each other, with governments and other stakeholders to address the challenges posed by climate change and ensure that long-term sustainability of the supply chain for these products? Uh, it's a really good question. I mean, the answer is, I mean, we need everything you just said already. So you know, we, we absolutely need collaboration. We do need governments to set more ambitious uh, targets in relation to uh, carbon reduction. Um, uh, Fairtrade was amongst the organisations calling for better climate finance at the last COP talks, the, um, the, the climate talks. Uh, the, you know, remember, they were in Glasgow and then in Sharm el-Sheikh last year. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the poorer countries, lower income countries um, have been waiting for adjustment and financing for years, billions of dollars needed, and that hasn't come. So that well, that question needs to happen. But while we're waiting for government to take action, there is something that we can all do today. And that's where shoppers, consumers and businesses working together really helps. Um, and we know we can see this from the years that fair trade has been involved. Those companies who do start sourcing on fair trade terms receive really positive response from the public. So there are many businesses who champion their engagement with fair trade as a way of talking to the public about what they're doing to help build a better world. Where would our listeners go to find out more and be able to do more? 
Well, the first place is our website, fairtrade.org.uk. There you'll also see a list of events that are happening this Fairtrade fortnight, so you could go along to a local event. If you're a business, we have business pages on our website, and we would love to talk to you about products that you might be interested in or what you're doing and how we can help. There are 6,000 Fairtrade products in the UK now, not just the food staples we've mentioned, but also uh, sugar and cotton, even gold. There are many, many ways of getting involved, and we would love to help companies start to think about their supply chains differently, put more money in the hands of farmers and workers, and really start to drive the change. Michael Gidney, CEO of Fairtrade Foundation, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you very much for having me. You're most welcome.